0: So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, FemRegard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network.
1: We're making an ad. Snapping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have
0: Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to
1: this damn show. Damn it.
0: The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape.
1: Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad.
2: this intro i just feel it's important to let you know that this was written by adam i'm sorry that it's long and i'm sorry that it ends abruptly but here we go at first i was afraid i was petrified kept thinking i could never live without you on my side but i spent so many nights thinking how you killed them all and i grew strong and i learned how to get along so now you're back Out of your case. I just walked in to find that nasty, grotesque look upon your face. I should have killed you at the first time, but yet this gets a movie three. If I had known that in the second you'd be back to control me, go on now, go. Crawl out the door. Turn around now. You're not a person anymore. And that's as far as Adam got <laughs> Well, okay, don't fucking shit on me for this uh, we, we talked about
3: this <laughs> That song is non-stop lyrics For five fucking minutes So there is no good place to stop I could have literally written five minutes of Basket pay- Case As I Will
2: Survive But I didn't like I appreciate that you stopped <laughs> Yeah, exactly Alright, so We're going to talk about Basket Case 2 As picked well, you by didn't me need to say the name. Which, They should have known what we were talking about Just for that intro <laughs> Well, I mean, their podcasting device tells them what movie that we're talking about anyway. It's not like it's a big reveal. Surprise! But, uh, yes, we are talking about... Yeah, surprise! Uh, we're talking about Basket Case 2, which I love, and I... I'm pretty sure that uh, there's two people on this call that uh, like it so much. But whatever. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa!
3: It. Scott's taking the hot seat on this one because this movie is fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Adam, how
4: many times have you seen *Baskerville*? Uh, once, two?
3: about an hour and a half ago.
4: <laughs> Fuck, god damn it! Okay, uh, this is my fourth time watching this film. I just don't ever want to watch it again. Okay, that's fair enough. It's just but, like it's so much slapstick, and it's just—it's just
2: so insane. And I think that that's what I actually like this one more than the original Basket Case, which I know is like blasphemy to say, but for me, it's kind of like when I was a kid, my two favorite parts in Star Wars were the Cantina and Jabba's Palace, and this movie's just ninety minutes of the Cantina scene in Jabba's <laughs> Palace.
4: I mean, you're you're not wrong. Did you just compare
3: disfigured people to (laughs) aliens? Scott, so maybe you've seen it a few too many times, but you can understand it and appreciate it as a monument against, uh, you know, the fight against modern-day ableism, right? You can see.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I can definitely see how it would definitely be tumblery in that she's like we're all freaks (laughs) we don't want you normies here (laughs) so
2: so the movies it's it's actually very uh it's like a comedic version of the movie freaks from the 30s uh all the way up to like the one girl being transformed into a freak for trying to expose them um but so the movie let's let's go through cuz I got a ton of notes on this one. Um so the movie opens up with the very ending of the first movie which is not the best choice cuz these characters look so dramatically different like 3 seconds later it has
4: been a decade. Well it goes
3: from <laughs> um, them falling out the window and him looking to be, you know, pretty young like in his 20s to them at the house and he's like 35 and I was like, "Well, what the fuck?" Are <laughs>
2: Yeah, plus no explanation on how either of them survived that drop. But uh, my one of my favorite lines in the movie is early on in the beginning when they're doing the news report and they're interviewing uh, the neighbor. And it. I mean, this is like two decades before YouTube became like the site where you could go and find crazy uh, news interviews. But like not looking that far off from the uh, – now I got bronchitis, girl, is the neighbor, and she's just like...
4: You mean well, Sweet Brown? Yeah. Jesus,
2: Matt. because the little the little guy's Dwayne's brother. You believe that shit? <laughs> like, uh,
3: <laughs> to, me, <laughs> to, to me, it looked like uh, a leprechaun to me. I
2: really saw a leprechaun today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> um, Belial looks a thousand times better in this movie, though.
4: <laughs> but he still looks like shit. It really depends on the scene, because Uh, there's scenes where he looks
3: great, and then there's other scenes where one time I uh, I snuck into the back of a place where they were having a haunted house, and I looked in the dumpster, and there was a bunch of foam shit in the dumpster that they had thrown away, and I took it home, and that's the kind of shit that Belial looks like in
2: this movie. (laughs) Well, it's like there's one point where it's like he's shackled to the hospital bed, and he's like this fully robotic build. And then there's like another scene in the movie where it's clearly an actor with his head through the table, like laughing. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> they they have like five different tricks for what Belial looks like throughout the whole
4: movie, um, and they're all fucking mediocre. Um, but but the, I I will say the best part about that intro scene or the beginning that the uh, the hospital scene is when Belial kills the shit out of the creepy security guard. Yeah. Because that dude deserves to die more than pretty much anybody else in the whole Bastard Case franchise.
2: So did he, maybe I'm just crazy, but he kind of reminded me of uh, that one dude who's Adam Sandler's friend that appears in, like, every Adam Sandler movie, like the dude from Grandma's Boy. Uh, Yes, he does look like that
4: dude. Was it that dude?
3: I'm going to assume that it was that dude. And if it was that dude, this is the greatest <laughs> role he's ever done. Um,
2: so they escape from this hospital and it's uh, giving me flashbacks to Phantom of the Paradise with how easy it is for them to escape the hospital. <laughs> like... Yeah, you just
3: slide down a record press and you're out the front door. You're good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just like steals an old man's coat and just hobbles out of the hospital pushing a trash can. Where like Belial's sticking out of the trash can. like It's not even like he's well-concealed inside of it. Um, he, put a, he put a couple of
3: towels on him or something. It's fine.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what else? Uh, the, the other movie that... It was bugging the crap out of me when I was watching that scene for, for this episode. I could not remember what movie we had watched where I was like thinking, Jesus Christ, did they have no hospital security back in the 80s? Um, I was thinking of uh, From Beyond... When, when Jeffrey Combs has like the, the, the little wiener come out of his forehead and then he gets out of, he eats all the brains and then he's got like blood and brain matter smeared all over his face and neck and he gets out of the hospital. And then I believe he eats a homeless person who's tied to a gurney and who's got vomit splattered on his shirt.
2: So, so let's also point out that if like the, the freak, I, I don't remember her name, but like the, the grandma who's taking care of all these freaks um if she didn't yeah it was like granny granny debbie or something just call her granny granny if granny didn't pull up at the time that she did there'd be no movie already like he did not have a well thought out escape plan he's just hobbling very slowly as you hear police sirens in the distance yeah but he stole that coat so he's probably good (laughs)
3: Okay, but the, um, but Granny does get him, and Granny and her whatever, as we assume at this point, her granddaughter, um, take him back to this mansion in Rhode Island.
4: Was it no? Where was it? Staten Island. Yeah, but he, and he wakes up to the cast of Nightbreed watching him sleep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. The, so let's talk about the meeting the the other freaks segment of this movie because it is just practical effect after practice
3: i'm going to send you guys a picture and you're going to know exactly which one i'm thinking of when i send you this picture okay click wait, on is the it slide.
4: is so wait, wait, wait. It, it, are we are we guessing
3: which one is matt's favorite character no, no no i want you to just see this picture and assume like assume which one i'm i'm thinking of when i look at this picture
4: <laughs> yes matt's favorite yeah exactly that's that
3: one is so Fucking weird to me, and and there's a scene where he's eating corn later on, and I'm like, how yes! the fuck are you doing, Matt,
4: buddy? That scene where they're all eating—I know we'll get back to it, but that scene is the most cathartic scene in the entire film because the whole fucking movie. I spend every single time I forget about that scene because, and every time I'm like, how do they eat? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we we go through and we meet a lot of these these um, these characters and all the like practical effects and stuff. Some of them seem to just have elephantism. Other ones have like beanstalk sprouts for heads, and their eyes extend onto stalks. They look like stick bugs and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you exist? And then there's the one that's, uh, you know, to, you know, confined to the bed, and he sings a great concerto and like fucking. He's
2: my favorite guy. I love the opera. Really? Head. I love uh... opera. <laughs>
3: Now, the one that I'm, I've sent them the picture of, if you guys remember the episode of Curds the Cowardly Dog with that dude with the gigantic grin, um, there is one of these freaks has this like weird piano mouth where his teeth jut out and then get increasingly bigger. as a, It's so hard, I don't even understand how to... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's physically, it's, it's crazy. And then, you know, whatever, there's other ones. And, and then there's, um, you know, what's Belial is introduced to uh, essentially his female counterpart who is in the bed hiding under sheets. She doesn't like to be seen. And, um, you know, later on in this movie, they're gonna get down to fucking, um, <laughs> yeah.
4: And yeah, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, okay, I guess we'll just sw- we'll go right there. Um, the monster sex scene is still as hilarious as ever is the note that I have for that. <laughs> because it's like, it, it's that uncomfortable laughter. I can like laugh uncomfortably by myself, but I made sure as I have every time I've watched this film, to be absolutely alone uh, with no one Na- even looking over my shoulder while I watch it, because I know that that scene is coming up. I'm like, yeah, I don't you're know not gonna, how I gonna be able to it. stop yourself from jerking off. <laughs> 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 but it's- I don't even—I don't even need to touch myself.
3: Yeah, no, it just happens. It's like it's like a nocturnal emission, but you're awake and watching Basket Case 2. Um, so, <laughs> so, no, no, okay. But that scene she what's really disturbing about it is that she's making normal female noises. She's like, Oh, oh, oh. But is like Himalayan's throat singing or something. I mean, like, it's a crazy fucking
2: <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking noises. <laughs> so there's one more thing that I want to mention and it's I don't know why I've always laughed at this scene, but there's the one, um, the one character that's like kind of like a pinhead, um, Frederick. Frederick, his awkward high. Yeah, it's hilarious to me every single time. He goes, <laughs> I love it. I, I have a note for that.
3: And then, he, and then he, just, he just pokes Belial's forehead or what amounts to his forehead. I don't
2: know. And then he goes. Woo! Well, like, there's all these people in costumes, and like, all I can think is that. In, in acting, you get paid a certain amount of money to just stand around and not have any lines of dialogue. But if you speak on camera, you get paid more money. And there's just a bunch of fucking people getting paid very little money so that someone else can just dub in their noises for them later on. And that's, like, super obvious with the little Frederick, hey, that he does. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, that's disappointing and I really wish you wouldn't have kind of broken my suspension of disbelief there, buddy. No problem. I was just going to say the note I have immediately after that, uh, is, is all in caps, I'll make you a margarita, I'll put an umbrella in it for you, <laughs> um, which I think is the best line of the movie.
2: Is that the, uh, the crazy old man that's saying that he has Belial?
4: No, it's the crazy old man that's trying to get the girl, uh, the, the quote unquote granddaughter To, like, come over for dinner or something? I don't know. I mean, he's like – he owns a bar. The dude that's, like, 10, 20 years too old for her and uh, – More like 30. That dude looks like he's in his 60s. I I don't –
2: Hold on a second then. Okay. So I have a note and and, and maybe you can clarify this for me then. So I'm going to jump ahead. There's a scene (laughs) – There's a scene where they're all hiding out in a bar wearing the most – ridiculous masks to blend in that have ever existed on this planet um and i had a note where i said like most of the kills in this movie are justified in quotes but the bartender just got his jaw torn off and it seems like it's just so that they can use his bar for a couple minutes is that the same guy that's cat calling her because i could kind of wrap my head around why they killed him then
4: uh no i don't i it don't is. remember i don't i don't it. think it is yeah but I, I agree that most of these murders are revenge killings and everybody – pretty much everybody deserves it. But like um, they they're, they're, they come hard and fast. It's almost like Belial brings out the worst in everyone. And speaking of which, um, so Dwayne is still such a lonely pervert in this movie. He's just trying to get his dick wet like ASAP. Like in the last movie, he goes to New York and immediately meets the – weird receptionist girl and they go on a date and he's just like, please let's have sex. Um, and then in this movie he meets the granddaughter and immediately is like, I love you. You're normal. Let's go bang and run away. <laughs>
2: um, so they they find out that there's a guy who's claiming that he has Belial. Um, and they call him, uh, well, they show up, he gets a phone call and there's this scene where all I can think of is fucking Stephen King in Creepshow 1 where he's just like, woohoo! A hundred smackeroonies! Like, and he's just like <laughs> doing a little like tap dance. Like, like, he's yeah, so no, insane. He's sitting at in his house, he's like, 900 hundred dollar dudes! But
3: yeah, so that guy, so the old woman immediately shows up. And he takes her back to his, like, little freak show tent, which is the most boring thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And <laughs> no wonder he's excited about $100, because I wouldn't pay him 10 cents to go into that fucking booth, because it's lame. Uh, but then he's like, look at this fucking skeleton. That was that was one of the brothers, like, the Bilal brother or whatever. And uh, she's like, yeah, that's all chicken bones. We're going to kill you
4: now. <laughs> like-
2: <laughs> I like that he, she's like, How's he so big? How do he fit into the basket? And he's just like, he grew after he died. <laughs>
3: like, like copaphasia or some shit.
4: <laughs> I don't um, think that's the word he said. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that that's what your word association is.
2: Um, but yeah, so. Then there's like a lot of stuff in the middle that's super uninteresting, but it's like. There's a news reporter that's trying to find the brothers to do a news story on them, and they realize that they're hanging out at the grandma's house, so they send this, the this, camera that, guy...
3: That comes directly after... Now, Belial, Belial's our bro. I'm going to give him a little fist pump right now, because we're making fun of... Dwayne? Is it Dwayne? Yeah. Dwayne. We're making fun of Dwayne for being like a meeting that girl and immediately falling in love with her. He tells Belial that, and Belial just laughs straight in his fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, so we have... What I think is a really well done scene is uh, when the camera guy breaks into the house and he's up in the attic. Oh
4: yeah, I, ha- the I flash... have about that too. I, we're in agreement, yeah. Yeah,
2: that is a really cool, well done scene with just the flash revealing stuff and it's kind of a, a nice strobe light effect. It is. It's interesting and it's
3: cool, but the whole time I was like, get down, step down the ladder. T-
2: step, step, yeah. just get off the ladder. Move, move yeah. down. You've got, you've got all the images you could possibly need for this story at this point.
4: Yeah. Also, the, the, what broke my suspension and disbelief in that scene is that there's no possible way had that many flashes in an analog flash bulb set. So, uh, well, there's that. You can get a lot yeah. of this
3: fucking guy over here. Yeah.
4: So. yeah well, uh, so so there is a joke that I have to make. Uh, when the blonde reporter shows up at Granny's house, the frog freak is in the uh, the bushes, and she like sees him for a second, and I'm like, oh no. She's going to have to
3: do the Dance of the Three Stays. <laughs> well, I love I love that she sees them in the front yard, and then she goes in and talks to Granny, and Granny's like, no, I don't have anything to do with freaks anymore. And she's like, but
2: I just... <laughs> I was right. I just, well, what was that? Um, They have to be, like, cramped as fuck in the back of that van, right? Like, there's way too many of them to, like... There's the scene where they're all leaving the bar, and all of them are just going into the back of the van. And it's like, it's not that big... And there's so many of them, and most of them are weirdly large. <laughs> it's like the world's
3: grossest clown car. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, because a lot of them are, like, kind of gooey. You notice that they put some KY on most of their faces and The stuff? one guy
3: appears to have 20 working noses on his head, because they're always dripping snot.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, so they break into the news reporter's house. Uh, I believe her name is Marcy, and uh that scene i also have always really liked um just because it's it's like that classic again it's it's the movie freaks it's it's that scene where the one normal person is completely being surrounded by all of the freaks and there's nothing that she can do and then they reveal that like belial basically just ripped and twisted her face into like this hideous like cone of skin that's sticking out of her face yeah it's fine um I like that effect. I like that. Like, I love the. I love the the practical effects that are just scattered throughout this entire movie. Honestly. Um,
3: um. So it's 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 strange to me because Granny has this scene where she rallies the troops. Right? She's like, "This reporters are coming. They want to find us. So we're all gonna. You know, we can either run or we can rise up and we can fight." And it's like everybody's like, "Fight! Fight! Fight!" Or if they can't do that, they're like, "Run! But So, and then, uh, she's like, yeah, we're going to fight, we're going to fight back, and then just Belial kills everyone. They all stand around in circles while Belial murders people, and that's the only, that's the fight, that's all the fight, and they show up at the bar, and they're in the bar, but Belial still kills both those, like the bartender and the guy, and then they're in that girl's house, and some of them are like, you know, climbing into windows and spooking her and stuff, but... Who fucking kills her? Bilal
4: kills her. Like, every time.
2: But they celebrate They celebrate that they succeeded in the barbecue scene that With we talked about.
4: Your absolute favorite thing, their, their song. Wait, the song? They have, they have this, they, don't they sing the song on the bus? Well, that's in part three. I love that shit. Did you Wait, watch two and three? I, no, I didn't. I've seen three once before. Um, I think it was last summer, but... I could have sworn, is or is it Granny just sings a song Granny in this one? Granny sings it a little bit, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, so there's one thing I wanted to ask you guys, um, and one thing I want to tell you guys. So, question. Is the doctor that separated Dwayne and Belial the killer from Slumber Party Massacre 1? Hmm. I don't know. Because he looks like him. That I don't know. During... I couldn't be bothered to During go that look. that scene, all I could think was that the woman,
3: who was also like, yeah, we'll tear them apart, uh, I kept being, is that Sigourney Weaver? Is Sigourney Weaver in this fucking movie? That was all I could think the whole time, because she acted in it.
4: Yeah, she does have, she definitely has she a Sigourney Weaver book going on. Yeah, uh, but, so while Matt looks that up, I will tell you guys something that I realized in this movie. The final exam in acting school is apparently fighting a prop monster. As you can tell in this film, and Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, uh, basically anything Sam Raimi's done ever. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of running dry on my ideas here. Fucking get Bruce Campbell idea.
3: should teach that class, then, because when he fights that thing with he the, does, guy, does the chainsaw actually. and fucking Evil Dead 2, that's fucking awesome, man. <laughs>
2: um, so my last couple notes are basically just that actually it's my last note the last like 10 minutes of this movie is crazy as fuck <laughs>
4: like actually that's that's what i have for my last note too It's like dwayne just went fucking crazy
2: yeah like you find out that this chick has like a weird monster fetus thing living inside of her stomach that pops up every once in a while uh and it kind of looks like the the thing that explodes out of uh elvira's cooking and <laughs> elvira yep. mistress of the dark um And then there's like the scene where all the freaks are panicked and running around the house. And it's like a fucking Scooby-Doo segment where they're just opening doors and coming out all different corners. And like, you could probably throw the Benny Hill theme underneath it and it'd be pretty, pretty funny. And then he, yeah, just rips, rips Belial off of his lady, like immediately after they finished having some serious hardcore lovemaking and stitches him back to the side of him. Um, Which, that ending was always so gross to me. Like, just the sound effects and the blood spurts as he's, like, stitching themselves back together.
4: Uh, I agree.
2: And they made a a pretty lackluster part three, but it has a couple highlights, uh, highlight kills in it. But it's definitely not nearly as good as part one or part two.
0: Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are... Femme Regard podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And, of course, the Geekscape Network.
1: We're making an ad. Snapping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been cancelled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020.
0: (laughs) So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping
1: Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it.
0: The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape.
1: Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the 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 ad.
2: But yes, th- this is that's that's all I got. You guys got anything else? No, aside? I
3: just I think it's a good flick. It's uh, I think when the 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 granddaughter or whatever gets pushed out the window, that's the third person that gets defenestrated in this movie. I just want an excuse to use the word defenestrated. That's all. That's all <laughs> I want.
4: Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Mega Ran, teacher, rapper, hero, and huge wrestling fan. Every week, you can join me and my co-hosts and a special guest talking about the week in wrestling, talking about historic events, and playing some great hip-hop. Influenced by, you got it, wrestling. It's Mega Ran, Matt Mania is the name of the show. Search that on any of your favorite podcast apps. Tune in, turn it up, and get busy. So what did you guys watch
3: this week? Um, I'll start us off. I, um, you know when, uh, like, magazines, websites, shit on Facebook is like, comment here and tell us why you should win these free tickets. Well, I actually did that, and I won free tickets to go see Get Out. Um, so I went to an outdoor screening of Get Out, which everybody saw on the Facebook page. Um, the movie was good. I had already had it entirely spoiled for me, so there wasn't anything that was really surprising me. Um i'm happy that i saw it with an audience but i'm also i was also kind of like a bit pissed off that i saw it with an audience because whenever any of the obvious like yeah you show them fuck whitey stuff happened everybody would get way too like ruckus and like clap hard about it it was like stop virtue signaling you fucking losers we're just watching a movie like you're not making any kind of <laughs> fucking social changes by sitting in a seat and watching a fucking movie so you can be quiet um, but I took a friend to go. it's a good movie it though. is a good movie and it, it has a good social yeah. message it's just that I was in a crowd full of white people and it was like can you all shut the fuck up I'm just trying to watch this
2: goddamn movie. it's not for you okay
3: shut up um, and uh, so I took a friend to go see it and the way that they had the system set up was like you bought beer tickets and shit and I wasn't drinking any beer but she got a bunch of beer tickets and uh we realized that they were like it was like you'd go up and they'd be like "Well, what kind of beer do you want and then you'd be like oh this and they'd be like okay put the ticket in the bucket and then they'd just turn around and it was like the honor system of like expecting you to put the ticket in the bucket so i was like well don't don't put the fucking ticket in the bucket so she (laughs) went up and got like like an extra five free beers which is a nice little fucking rumor please don't be listening to this um so yeah so we did that and uh yeah i don't know i'm all caught up on game of thrones game of thrones is fucking dope right now if you guys haven't seen the latest episode it was probably that just seems so expensive and elaborate and crazy to me um you know how dangerous it is to just set like one person on fire in a fire suit you know how they have to have like you know uh, like a safety scene team on set and like everybody on standby and then they light them on fire they're on fire for like 30 seconds then you got to get in with the, in there with the fire extinguisher right They did that with about 20 people at once in this episode. And I thought it was CG, because I was like, there's no way that they could safely do that. And then I watched a little behind-the-scenes thing. No, they lit 20 people on fire all at one fucking time, and then all these interns had to rush in with fucking fire extinguishers and start putting people out. And I was like, that's fucking crazy, man. Um, But yeah, that shit's great. Rick and Morty, Pickle Rick, was the last episode that I saw, and it was fucking phenomenal. That show never fails to... uh, to impress me with its wittiness and its fucking insanity. Um, Yeah, other than that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've
4: been watching. Hey, Um, I got some virtue signaling for everybody here. Uh, So, uh, this is a little late, but not too late. Uh, Megan and I watched whatever the newest season of RuPaul's Drag Race is, and uh, it was great, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, if you guys... On the Facebook group, want to talk about and girls want to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race and uh, anybody that is adept at posting gifs from the show. And I know who you are. Let's were let's you do it. Uh, Were you content with who won? <laughs> I would have preferred the, the one who lost the first lip sync. Um, that was the, that was the person that I liked the best. Uh, Well, I mean, I I also like someone who got knocked out uh, about two-thirds of the way through. Uh, But it's also because that person was – that queen was not very versatile. She was just very pretty. Uh, You know how like – oh, what's her name from Australia? Courtney Act? You know how when she was on – whatever season that was, like two, three seasons ago, when she was on – she was like a very pretty queen and also – hilarious and i was kind of disappointed that she didn't win uh because i thought she was kind of the total package but um i'm coming from a very male gaze kind of <laughs> point of view where i like my queen's pretty and i kind of cringe saying that but uh it's just because it's it's so much more shocking to me when they don't look like a uh, man in drag and they actually like the illusion is good well yeah that's you why know?
3: i was uh very that's... much so rooting for the one that had had all the plastic surgery uh, i think that was trinity taylor that season um because i was like i found myself just fucking staring at a man's
4: ass constantly and being like damn fuck. but that's the thing though is that when they have the plastic surgery I almost feel like that's cheating. And they can do whatever the fuck they want. That is their life. right man. It's commitment to the
3: bit. That is fucking way above and beyond what a lot of other people are willing to do to just to follow that lifestyle and to follow that choice and to be to be what they want to be. I find that more endearing than anything else, really.
4: OK, well, then that's that's totally fine. Uh, I mean, we're going to agree to disagree on that, but it's very interesting to hear the uh, the inverse opinion that I have. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, for sure. Matt, what did you watch? Um, so I also finally got around to seeing Get Out. I liked it. Um, I saw that this movie was about to get pulled from Netflix, and I had heard good things about it, so I watched the movie Dope. Um, have you guys I know. seen Dope? No, it's
1: dope. Uh,
2: so it's everyone says that it's uh, the the like urban version of Superbad. Um, it's not quite. It's it's definitely. Not a bad movie. I enjoyed it, but I don't, I think that it had been hyped up too much for me because I was seeing it on like a lot of best of 2016 lists. Uh, But it's about three geeky teens in Inglewood, California, who are like, they get good grades. They love 90s hip hop. They have their own punk bands, And then one of them gets like caught up in, uh, he gets invited to this drug dealers party And he agrees to go to impress a girl. And then he ends up with his backpack filled with Molly and a gun. And basically, like, he has... It's kind of like The Girl Next Door. Like, he's got to do, like, a lot of really shitty things in order to maintain a positive reputation so that he can go to a good college and get out of the inner city. Um, But it's got some funny moments, but it's it's a little too heavy-handed for what I look for in a teen flick. Like, I was kind of just looking for a good fun time and it was a little too heavy for me uh but the other thing i want to talk about is i watched a tv movie from the 80s called the dark knight of the Scarecrow, yeah starring larry you ever see that starring i have not larry seen it
4: but it is definitely i know exactly what it is and it is on my watch list yeah
2: it's um it's it's fun. I've decided that I really, really like killer scarecrow movies and I'm kind of bummed out that there's not,
4: there's like one other one and spoiler alert.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, there's a, there's a handful, but there's like a lot of like stupid shit, like scarecrow goes wild where it's like, like, I don't want that shit, but like stuff like dark Knight of the scarecrow and scarecrows. And there's like two or three other ones that I read about that I want to check out. Like, it's such an untapped resource that I would love to see like them get a really serious shot one day. Cause I feel like it's not that expensive to do a scarecrow movie. Like it, it's, it's pretty low fi on the effects that you need to do. So I don't know. I'd love to see, see like a, a modern take on it. Cause I don't think there's been like a, a serious scarecrow film in years. So uh, dark Knight of scarecrow, if you can track it down, it's actually a pretty fun little TV Horror film starring Mary Drake. Uh, hey Matt, have you ever heard of Straw Dogs? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Shit, you have,
2: haven't you? Damn it. <laughs> yes. I thought yes, for I sure have. I could trick you into watching a graphic rape movie. <laughs> Damn. No, all, all you got to do is be one of the picks that we watch in the next month. <laughs> if you want to trick me into watching a graphic, yeah, rape. there's a lot coming <laughs> up,
4: guys. Just brace yourselves.
2: So that was Basket Case 2 from 1990 as picked by me. Don't forget that you can always send us suggestions at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. In like less than, a, like about a week from now, uh, two weeks. From two weeks from now will be September, which is our listener uh, suggestion month. So we've got five movies lined up that you guys had emailed us. So what that means is that the uh, January Listener Suggestion Month is up for grabs. Uh, start submitting some movie ideas to us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll start looking through those and picking out which ones uh, we're going to suffer to. Uh, and also, if you want to follow us in any types of social media, well, there's a website, hmnpodcast at g. Oh, that's a website. I am tired. It's late. Uh, there's a website at HMNpodcast.com, built by the beautiful and sexy Stephen Bay. <laughs> um, and Um <laughs> uh so go and check that out for all the different ways that you can track us down and you know we haven't said this in a while but rate and review us if you're on iTunes because that apparently matters from what I hear so thank you guys for all your support and we will be back with the last movie that we will be discussing that was picked by one of us until October and it was picked by Adam
4: get ready for so, more
2: <laughs> yeah
0: So come join the fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, FemRegard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network.
1: We're making an ad. Snapping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020.
0: <clears throat> so, um, yeah. what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy
1: Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Good. Napping
0: Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape.
1: Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the, That's ad. the ad! That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad.